Welcome to the Grow Your Business and Grow Your Wealth podcast with Gary Helt. Gary is an expert in helping business owners put together a plan that will provide a better future for their businesses, themselves, and their families. On the podcast, Gary interviews other professionals who share his vision, and together they share secrets and strategies any business owner can use to build a better financial foundation for your business and your life. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, my guest is Jessica Weaver, and she is the founder of the Women's Wealth Boutique. Welcome, Jessica. Thanks for having me, Gary. How are you today? I'm doing great. Jessica, what made you get into the the financial uh, field? I am one of the few that was born into the financial industry. My father's been an advisor for about 40 years. So since before I was even born, and I remember I would stuff his envelopes for him when I was probably eight, nine years old in the family room carpet. And then I would obviously do interns at his office through high school, college. I started getting licensed in college. Okay. And then once I graduated in 2010, I jumped right in and I got a bunch of different securities licenses my life and health insurance licenses. And then I dove into the CFP, the certified financial planning designation. And I tried to use usually being so young in the industry, it's hard to make your stamp. So I took that time being young and I just wanted to learn. I just wanted to educate myself as much as possible. I went on to get the certified divorce financial analyst designation, certified fund specialist. And I'm a lifelong learner, and I thought the more I can learn and sit in on these different client meetings and the case studies, the more I was like a sponge. I will just soak it all in as much as possible for it. So kind of born into it. <laughs> that's, that's great. What I mean, what is it about it that that is your kind of your passion? What kind of gets you fired up with it and, and excited every day um, in dealing with this? I love seeing the impact of people. And that was when I first started out, I would sit in on my father's meetings with their clients and I could see these clients who have been with him for decades, right? Five years, 10 years, 20 years. And they would say to me, you know, your father helped me get through my divorce. Your father helped me get my kids through college and being able to work with people as they're achieving these lifelong financial goals, even personal goals, because no matter what, Gary, right, the money impacts it um, mm -hmm. as well. So seeing them to come to fruition, the relationships, I love the relationships. I love our clients. They become like family members to us. And then also being able to see how we can, as women in the financial industry, kind of carve out our own space as well. You really can make this how you want to make it. If you want to work with women going through divorce, you can do that. If you want to work with people getting their kids through college, you can do that. So I loved the freedom that being a financial advisor, wealth advisor brings to you. And especially in the digital world, how we can now leverage and get more education and resources out there to people. So I feel like it started with achieving goals with our clients and getting them more engaged with their money and the relationship side. And now it's also evolving to how can we impact even more people than just the one-on-one -on -one client relationship as well. Right. What was your inspiration behind starting up uh, the Women's Wealth Boutique? 
So I left my father's firm last year, 2022, to carve out something that I was desperately trying to find. I joined my father's firm in 2010, as I said. It was him, my brother at the time, and a bunch of other male advisors. So right away, I didn't feel like I fit into that mold. And I tried desperately for several years to fit in. And during that time, I feel like I just kind of lost myself and what got me excited and what got me excited was seeing women stepping up to the plate with their money and getting more and more engaged and educated, building their wealth. So within a few years, I asked my father if I could just focus on women. How do we get them more engaged? My one grandmother had two horrifying divorces. My other grandmother became a widow at a very young age and I want to see how can we be more proactive in helping women if they get to that, or how can we also prevent that from happening as well? And he agreed. So within like five, five, six years into it, I started doing events for women. I started my blog, Not Your Father's Advisor. That spurred these three books, which you can see behind me. My latest one, Confessions of a Money Queen, came out two summers ago, and Then I saw I needed even more freedom, a bigger framework, because we have our Women's Wealth Boutique, which is an independent, all-female financial firm that's across the United States. It's nationwide. We also have a productions company, Pink Fix Productions, which is a multimedia company that produces books. We have a TV show now launching, Women Behind the Millions. Our podcast is becoming a TV show. And we saw this huge need, this gap in the industry for financial resources and education for women. So I left my father's firm to launch the Women's Wealth Boutique so we would be able to have that freedom to put out these amazing resources in a more efficient way on a larger scale as well for it. And when I took that risk and left my father's firm, which as you can imagine was not an easy decision no. to make. No. This always felt like I was breaking my father's heart. But a lot of women saw that and said, that's what I've been looking for as well. And I want to come with you. So it wasn't my intention initially for it to be a nationwide firm platform for women. It was just, you know, I had, I felt this huge gap in the industry and other women were feeling it too. So I invited them to join us. And build so we've grown very fast in a year and a half <laughs> right now i mean you know you you talk about that 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 you know that you want to concentrate on on women and and then being in your dad's firm and and so forth how does the financial industry differ uh for 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 men and women sure so let's look at the client side women tend not to be as engage with the overall finances traditionally. They'll handle the day-to-day budgeting, but when it comes to the financial plans, the life insurance, the estate, they're not as tuned in Mm -hmm. as well. Women also, we have the pay gap, which we all know, but that pay gap stems from an education gap on money. Because again, traditionally, and this is going back generations, the women weren't spoken to about money the way that the sons were. So women, we feel like we're not even worthy of this education, which is why we don't feel worthy of the money 
right? If I'm not even supposed to be in the room having these conversations around wealth, I'm definitely not. I'm going to be very nervous and shy away from asking for, for more money, asking for our pay raises. And then that results in women taking less risk with their money. Women tend to be very conservative investors. So I'm looking, can we fix that education gap, getting women to feel worthy of it, more informed, that's going to lead them to taking more risks with their career, with money, and it's going to result in them having more wealth come in the door. Uh, whereas men, they're quicker to make decisions with their money, and they also take on more risk mm -hmm. than women traditionally. So two very different kind of lanes that they're moving in. And then for women in the industry, very similar. You know, we don't feel like we, we've we been very welcomed, even from other women. When I started out, Gary, I reached out to a few successful female advisors, and they all said, I don't have time to talk with you, to, to speak well, with you, to mentor you. So when I came in, it wasn't a huge welcoming. And that's what we want to also try to change at the Women's Wealth Boutique, that even if you aren't a woman in our actual firm, we have this huge community and network where we can still collaborate, work together, produce different things, have them on our podcast, just get their resources out there. Right. I mean, one of the things that, um, you know, you guys have events and workshops and things like that. Can you talk about that a little bit and and what what the the, the mindset behind having those is? Yes, we actually had one last week. We had a dinner. We flew in a long-term care specialist. We had our clients there and it was an intimate dinner setting, a round table at a restaurant. And I love having more intimate meetings where women feel more comfortable. They're not, I'm, I'm an introvert. I'm very shy. If I'm in a group setting, I'm not going to speak. <laughs> it's taken me years to be able to have these conversations like with you, Gary. Um, so I understand that it's, we like to have a more intimate setting where women can be vulnerable because if we're not being vulnerable, we're not getting to the root cause of any money, fears, issues, concerns as well. So we do them throughout the year. We'll do it virtually. We also try to do them in person and alternating them. And then once a year, we have a national holiday, National Pink Fix Day in May. And we will do a larger event. Last year, we had a speaker summit. So we had advisors, professionals from all over the United States fly in for the day to speak on stage. It felt like a TED Talk. They were 20-minute, quick, inspiring, motivating, educational presentations for the women. And though the room, we had a huge ballroom filled with women, they all said it still felt very intimate. So to me, we did our job in creating okay. that space, that safe place for women to attend. Right. Now, you know, in, in your books and then also your podcasts and things like that, you talk a lot about working smarter. Um, and can you, and, and again, you know, working smarter, balancing, you know, your life, your career, motherhood and stuff like that. Um, can you talk about that a little bit and talk about some of those, um, the practical, practical strategies um, that you use with that? Because I think that that's not just for women. I think that's also for men because because many of us that are business owners, you know, we have a hard time with that balancing between, you know, work, life and and kids and and so forth. So can you talk about that? 
Yes. And I'm sure Gary, I'm curious for you, if you could be home with the kids, with your wife and an, a business idea hits your head or a client problem, you finally solve it or you know the next steps. It feels as CEOs, business owners, entrepreneurs, our brain is never fully turned off when it comes to the business. My husband for the longest time called it, I was in La La Land. I'm like, I'm not in La La Land. I'm actually getting a lot of stuff done for work right, right now when right. <laughs> you're distracting me. Um, I have young toddlers, so they always are keeping me, calling me out and keeping me very present. But I grew up a lifelong basketball player. I now run, I do five to 10 races all throughout the year. And growing up, it was always working harder, right? You can't teach work ethic. And that was so ingrained in me, work harder, work harder, work harder. But when I had my first child, my daughter in 2017, I took just six weeks of maternity leave, got jumped right back into work. I had just launched my first book, Strong Woman, Stronger Assets. I was working evenings, two to three evenings a week. I was doing Saturdays. And my husband, who does shift work, he's on and off night shift. And that working harder just drove me into a postpartum depression where it was too much. So the working harder worked to a point, and then it pushed me to that exhaustion. And I've been working with a lot of our female advisors. You know, that always isn't the best. There is a season where you are planting a lot of seeds and you're out there and you're growing and you're pushing, but there's also a season of nurturing the seeds. And then there's a season of the harvest when everything does come to fruition and to know your body, to know what your schedule looks like. If my husband has a, a hard week, I can't also have a hard week. We both can't be stretched thin. And I remember thinking, how can I create time? And I looked, I was driving an hour and a half in commutes, um, both ways, about 45 minutes each way. And I didn't have a huge team supporting me. I was plugged into the firm's team, but we had our books, my blogs, websites, social media, our events. So I did two huge things. I got an office and to this day, my office is three miles from my house. So that saves me time. Mm -hmm. And I've been very now forward thinking and hiring people because if I get close to that exhaustion again, I know it's because I'm too late in hiring somebody. I need to bring somebody in. And we were about, we just hired uh, again. We have a woman starting tomorrow actually. And women tend to be too late in hiring. And I've had to retrain myself and build a lot of trust knowing that when I surround myself with the right people, the money will come to support it no matter what. So for me, it's rethinking my schedule, my time management, and giving myself a whole heck of a lot of grace, Gary. <laughs> a whole lot of grace that if I need, I'll still do evenings, but if I need to leave the office for an hour or two to meditate or to take, kind of give me myself that rest so that I can be at my best for my clients, then I have to do that and respect my body. Yeah, I think, Lots of times, you know, I'm, I'm going to say us, us A-type people, you know, we tend to um, to abuse ourselves. And, mm -hmm. you know, just because, you know, it's it, it's never enough, it's never enough. And and I definitely think that, you know, we need to be able to take a step back and be able to, to kind of re rethink that process at times. Yes, that's a beautiful way. We do abuse ourselves and we're, we are the toughest on ourselves. Right. 
right? Mm-hmm. What do you see for the the future of the women's wealth boutique? Where where do you see this going? I'm very excited for a few big pieces that we have kind of in the works right now. Our goal is to bring on three to four female advisors a year. We have a, a pink map of the United States. So whenever we get an advisor in a new state, we put a pin in that state as well. Some things happening right now, though, we have four women within each of our teams altogether who are about to get licensed and become that next level of advisors. So it's really exciting for me to see the next generation of women who who fell in love with the industry like us, who see the good works of it, who lead with their heart, and they're ready to step up and get licensed for the securities. We also just landed our TV show for Women Behind the Millions, and we have a huge collaboration book coming out in February of 2024, and this book is 15 women in the financial industry who are all trailblazers or very innovative, kind of pioneering their own path forward for women and their wealth. And within the book, they're each going to share their story, but also what is a big trend forecast that they see happening with women as well. So the book's called Financial Trendsetters, and they'll be on our TV show. We're going to be bringing them more and more into our audience and community as well for it. So we have a lot going on, and all book proceeds are going to go to a nonprofit that's going to be focused on financial literacy for women as well. So we're going to do some fun fundraisers and galas next year around this book too. That's awesome. I mean, I, I think that the, um, the financial literacy of our country has, has gone down. I mean, it doesn't seem to be being taught in the schools anymore. Um, a lot of, you know, I'm going to say my, my parents age, it was taboo to talk about, you know, finances and, and mixed company and, and so forth. You know, so I, I think that that's something that, that is extremely important. Um, and I look at, you know, that's something that, you know, my daughter's 12. So it's just like I'm trying to empower her financially and trying to help teach her responsibility with, with finances and stuff like that. And I think that, you know, what you guys are doing is is incredible. And I think it's really going to, um, you know, help a lot. Um in, 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 you know, one of the things you were talking about was, is that also is that you are licensed in uh, a certified divorce planning. Can you talk about that and why that that's something that that's important, you know, and I'm going to say, especially to women, um, when it comes into coming out of divorce um, and making decisions um, during that process? Yes, I got into it for a few reasons. One that I mentioned earlier, you know, my grandmother had two horrible divorces. I've seen family members, friends go through it. And then I would see clients who went through it and they came to me after the settlement was all said and done. And I looked, this is a mess. This was not in your benefit. They are completely different financial trajectories now or they traded in their retirement money to keep the house and they're now they have taxes to pay for. They just robbed their retirement, their cash poor. So I wanted women to one, be better informed going into the divorce. So I always try to work with women before they even meet with the divorce attorney. 
First, let's get a good grasp on the current money. What does it look like? What are you living off of now? What does it look like on two households? Who's a breadwinner? Who's been making the financial decisions? Because it's a very scary moment. Now you're divorcing. You have no one to rely on making these very large financial decisions that impact you, your kids, your families. And then we work together. We build a plan to get them through the divorce and then a plan after the divorce, post-divorce. And it's identifying all new goals. A divorce really is like grieving a loss, right? You're no longer in this partnership. You have to create a whole new life, all new financial goals, build your own retirement when you thought you had that on lockdown with your partner. So it's a very emotional time. We try to work with whether it's a a therapist or a divorce coach in conjuncture with what we're doing on the money side as well and give them a lot of resources and support. And Gary, before they even sign any kind of settlement agreement, any negotiations, we're going to test run what that looks like for them and for their spouse. And they can see this is fair. This does not feel fair. Or how is it not just affecting me after the divorce tomorrow, but in 10, 20 years down the road? And then they can go into feeling much more confident financially, more secure, uh, comfortable. And that's really what our goal is. We want them to when, be able to financially get through the divorce. Know There's so many different ways to get divorced nowadays as well. What's going to work best for them? And then after the divorce, to really set them up on the right foot and not let, which tends to happen as well, when you don't work with a financial professional through the divorce, sometimes there's things in the divorce settlement that are going to creep into your new life. And it's very hard to fix those post-divorce. So how can we cleanly end the, end the marriage so that you can move on with your life? Yeah, I think it's, you know, important. I mean, you know, you you and I, in a lot of ways, are, are a therapist, um, and and that you know, lots of times we are we are talking the client off the ledge, um, and and the big thing and and why it's so important um, for people to talk ahead of time about some of this stuff is because of the emotion that's involved. We're able to take the step back, remove the emotion, and try to help think about things that are that are a little different um you know the i deal with with many people that have lost loved ones and lots of times it does happen to be the wife um mm -hmm. and they don't have a grasp on the finances and where things are and and so forth and i really try to encourage um my clients to hey let's have a meeting where husband and wife are there so we can talk about where everything is talk about the taxes talk about what's going on um and hey how about this year you're not the one who usually does the taxes so how about if we work with you to do the taxes this year just so you have an understanding so you don't feel so paralyzed when when something happens and i think that that happens so many times people feel paralyzed and and they're afraid to make a decision Oh, yes. They get overwhelmed. And then you try to research and forget it. You're going to find a thousand different ways on Google. Right. And now you get overstimulated and you're right. You freeze up. It's hard yeah. to move forward past that. And even talk about tax returns. I can tell me, tell you how many women come to me and go, apparently we didn't file tax returns for the last five years. 
And yeah. now add that on top of the divorce and the finances, and that's going to drag the divorce out even longer. Yeah. More attorney fees and things. So you're right. And the quickest, the soonest you can get involved and informed, the best. No matter what happens in your marriage, get engaged, get informed, because it's going to make a huge difference. Yeah, I, I, it's very, very important that that we say that that both spouses are involved, and and even though you're not traditionally the one that's taking care of things, you know, you really need to have an understanding um of of where things are and how things work because because again it's I, i've seen it many times just like you said that um taxes haven't been filed for a number of years and oh i thought they were already done and they're not um mm -hmm. so i think that it's it's um i know when we send out communication we're sending it to 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 both um you know the husband and the wife to try to make sure that that everybody's involved with it yes what advice do you have um, for women that that you know maybe thinking that it's oh this is it's too late for me to get started with this? Um, mm, I get that. I have had a few actual new clients who just joined us, and they go, "It might be too late for me," or they feel this this huge pressure. I have to play catch up. I have a woman. She just be, she became a doctor later in life. Went through a horrible divorce and. She saw my client who worked at the same hospital as her raving about her retirement. So excited. She worked so hard for it. She goes, whatever you're doing, I need to do because I want that same <laughs> feeling. So she started to work with us. And I explained, you know, that other woman who referred her, she went through a divorce and walked away with just her small IRA. He kept the house. She just wanted out. And then we were able to build her up to, you know, million and a half. She has a condo on the overlooking the water and built this life that she loves. And as long as you are committed, you have the right plan in place, it can work. And as you know, Gary, it's usually not this huge one thing that we have to do that's going to fix everything. It's a lot of little tweaks and pivots that we do along the way that make a huge impact I call it, we all know the miracle of compounding interest, but there's also the miracle of compounding behaviors and one right behavior that leads to that next right behavior. And they just build upon each other. It's amazing what can happen. So as long as you are committed, you will find the financial means to make it happen. Yeah. I, I think so many times, you know, people want instant gratification. They want to be there already. And it's like, it's not, you know, you, you didn't get where you're at overnight. You're not going to get it fixed overnight. So it's, uh, as they say, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yes. A thousand percent. Yeah. So um, what if I not asked you that you wish I had? Ooh, let's see. I, we went over the exciting things that we have coming up this year. Um you know, we have this podcast, Women Behind the Millions, and what I love about it is you're getting the other side of what it takes to get to that seven, eight, nine figure club. And we meet with women who are supporting them, whether it's the wealth advisor, the accountant, the bookkeeper, the business consultant, or the actual women who were the business owners who were able to grow and scale and leverage their expertise. So you get this behind the scenes peek at what it takes to get yourself to become a millionaire. Women make up about a third of the millionaire. So how do we start 
moving that dial up more and more notches. So I would love for people to check into that. Stay tuned because that is now becoming a TV show on the E360 network, which we're so thrilled for. Great. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. So if, if people like what they hear and they want to, you know, reach out to you to talk about, you know, their finances or maybe attending a workshop um, or, or getting a book, how can they reach out to you? Of course. So womenswealthboutique.com. You'll see our whole list of advisors. They each have their own specialty, their niche that they love to focus on. And you can self-select or we can have a conversation and we can help pick one for you with you as well. And then all my books, events, those things are at jessicaweaver.com. There's also, you can get the free audiobook of Confessions of a Money Queen, which goes into a lot of what we went into, but it's 10 steps. We call them money moves that get you from the spiritual, emotional side of money, healing any money trauma, kind of rerouting our brain to work better for us. And then on the practical side as well, when money comes into our world, what should we be doing with it so that we're optimizing every dollar that comes in? It's efficiently run as well. So that would be at jessicaweaver.com. Great. I really appreciate your time today, Jessica. I think uh, thank you for having our listeners me. Have, have gotten a lot from this. I I I really like how um you know you're you're looking to help empower women, um, uh, not just in your field, but also in their finances. I think it's something that that um uh, as my daughter grows, uh, you know, that that will definitely be pointing her in that direction. Awesome. I look forward to it. I would love to have a conversation with your daughter down the road, get her involved in the industry too. So thank you so much, Gary, for having me on today. Great. Our guest this week was Jessica Weaver, who is the founder of the Women's Wealth Boutique. Thank you. And I'll see you guys next week. 49 faces look to him in triumph. Over the last 12 months, they had each taken turns and promoted his business for a week at a time, driving over $987,342 in revenue. What if you had a network of 50 centers of influence who promoted your business every week for a year? Grab your copy of the number one Amazon best-selling book, The Ultimate Guide to Growing Your Business with a Podcast, at 33% off the Amazon price by going to ultimatepodcastbook.com. Again, that website for 33% off the Amazon price is ultimatepodcastbook.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.